0: Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Sperbeck. Hope everyone is looking forward to the month of June. Summer is here. School is out for mostly everybody and hoping that we're looking forward to a great summer. Last week, we finished up our series going through the armor of God, and I want to follow up with that and kind of continue on in that theme for today. After we looked at what God has provided for us that equips us for the battle, that equips us to stand for righteousness, equips us to stand for the truth that God has given us. So we're going to be looking in James chapter five today. So if you take your Bibles, if you have them, if not, just listen along. It'll be in James chapter five in verse number 16. And we're going to look at battling on our knees, battling on our knees. When we look at all that we have, we have the sword of the spirit, of course, and we have the armor and helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes or greaves, Uh, the preparation of the gospel of peace or protection for our feet, walking on the path of the gospel. And we see having all of those things is essential for our defense as well as offensive. But now, many times we think, well, now we've got to just be strong in myself and i just got to stand there and i got to fight. Yes, there's things that we stand for, but our battle, remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning earthly. We don't have machine guns and knives and all of that but they are spiritual weapons. And our greatest weapon, aside from the word of God, is prayer, is prayer. So we're in James chapter five, verse number 16, and it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another or pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we're gonna focus on that last part there. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we need to make much of prayer because, to be honest, God makes much of it. Uh, we hear a lot about it throughout the scriptures. Uh, we see prayer is essential in uh, working of God's work. We know prayer is essential for calling upon the Lord for salvation. We looked at that a couple weeks ago. Look back. If you're not sure you're safe today, I want you to listen back a couple of episodes to the Watch Your Head episode and listen to that very, very carefully so that you can know how you can know for sure you're on your way to heaven and that you're saved. But we're talking about prayer right now. We're talking about prayer and the essential part here. Now, James is considered the book of Proverbs for the New Testament, and it's practical. It's a practical book that really tells us something here. It said, confess your faults one to another, meaning get right with one another. If we're going to have an effective prayer life for God, and we're going to effectively do battle on our knees, we need to have a heart that is right with God. First, we need to be right with man as well as we know how, and we need to be right with God. And so not only that, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed, that would be healed of sin, be healed of that wrong relationship, be healed of that bitterness, whatever it is that God wants to heal us. So in order for us to have an effective prayer life, we have to be right with him first. So the essential part is get right and pray. Get right here. Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And a righteous man is not one that's full of his own self-righteousness, but is a person who lives by the Word of God. And living by the Word of God involves repentance and confession, because we are not perfect. You want to have a great prayer life? Make sure you're right with God. Confess your faults. Get that out of the way. Get right with people you need to get right with them. And go forward in prayer. Another aspect of prayer is our faith. How much faith do you have in God? But here's a question right here. How big is your God? Is your God the all-powerful, almighty, all-encompassing God of the Bible? Or is your God limited? Is your God in a box? Sometimes we place God in a box. Sometimes we don't want to be disappointed. We we have low expectations of God so that uh, we can retain our faith. This is not how God would have us live. Remember who we're praying to, Isaiah 6, when Isaiah saw a vision of God high and lifted up. This is who we are praying to. This is the one, that's why we come to God with respect. That's why we have a fear and an awe of God. But also, this is why nothing is impossible with God. How big is your God? Is your God big enough to deal with the situations you're dealing with, to deal with the battles and the giants that are in someone else's life? Is God big enough to deal with the problems facing America today? Is God big enough to take care of the problems facing the world today? And the answer to all of those things is yes, but we don't believe it. We can answer yes. We can say amen in a sermon. I agree with that preacher, but do we really believe it? If we really believe it, then we're going to put our faith in our prayers. If we really believe it, if we really have that faith, do we believe that we serve a great big miracle working God? I challenge you to increase the size of God in your mind and your heart. Remember, God is not limited by our imagination. God is not limited by our understanding. He is eternal. He inhabits eternity, the Bible says. This is who we pray to. Nothing is impossible with God. And that brings us to another thought here, how big are your prayers? So if you have if you serve a great big God, then you're going to have some great big prayers. I understand not everything that we pray for is in the will of God, and God says no to some things that we pray because He knows what's best for us. However, we get to that point and we look at, well, you know what, I just, um, maybe we're afraid to pray, or maybe, like we said, we had low expectations. We just want to keep those expectations realistic. Can I tell you something? The existence of God and all of that, and man's realist or reality and what's realistic, and all of those things. God has a plan for each and every person, and in the midst of all of that, God still is a miracle-working God. And we look at miracles of no, the sign gifts in the New Testament and the Book of Acts. I'm not talking about that. Everyday miracles. There are miracles happening every single day by the appointment of God in answer to prayer. That is amazing. Dr. Tom Wallace, a well-known preacher, uh, he had this testimony of when he was building, wanting to build a new building for his church, and they didn't have they had the land, but they didn't have bulldozers to allow the land to make it level and get the topsoil. They didn't have any money. They had no way possible of paying for a bulldozer. So they got together and they guess what? They had a prayer meeting and with all the men of the church, and they had a prayer meeting there, and they prayed. They even asked what God for a specific type of bulldozer, and uh, all, uh, John Deere, and other other things. And Dr. Wallace said, well, I think God knows what our desire is, and what our need is. So they went to breakfast right after that prayer. It was a very early prayer meeting, and they met a man there that had just enrolled in their Christian school, enrolled his daughter, and he was... Uh, just amazed I said, like, well, I didn't know preachers got up that early. He said, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. And the man said, well, tell me. So he just, Dr. Wallace just told him what they've been praying for. Been praying for a bulldozer to help with their land. He said, well, isn't that interesting? I'm up here, been transferred up here, and I'm supposed to be dredging the river, and we have 10 big bulldozers that aren't going to be starting work for two weeks. What do you need for us to do? Where do you want, when do you want us to show up? So for free, they came and they bulldozed everything, literally an answer to prayer right after. And they were not afraid to pray it. They said, God, do it. And we they waited upon the Lord and God provided. And you can hear of many men of God that they have this faith. They serve a great big God. And how big are your prayers? Are you willing to say, God, bo- Lord, I know you can provide this in my life. I know you can do this. I know you can overcome this obstacle. I know you can give me victory. Pray for big prayer. Pray great big prayers because we serve a great big God. This is how we do battle on our knees. We intercede on the behalf of others, our loved ones, our friends, those that are lost. We pray and we beg God to save them. And many times God's going to use us to do it. Don't pray for somebody else to win them to Christ if you're right there. Uh, it's amazing how many people will pray for a loved loved one to be saved, but they never talk to him about the Lord. They never once speak to them while well, somebody else is going to speak to them. No, you know them. They're your family. It's your responsibility. And we need to make sure that we are witnessing. We can't pass that responsibility off on somebody else. If we're going to pray for it, then God says, then I'm going to give you the ability to go do it. I'm going to soften their heart. And we pray and pray and pray. Why isn't it happening? Maybe God has you to be the one to step forward. But oh no, we can't do that. Why? Because our faith is too small. Our God's too big. We want to keep our expectations low. That's not how we do battle. We do battle in order to win. So I encourage you to maybe expand your prayer life this week to realize who God is. Maybe you kept God in a box and you need to get on your knees and ask the Lord to forgive you for limiting his almighty power in your life. Maybe you've limited your expectations. Well, I just don't want to be disappointed. God will never disappoint. God will never, ever, ever let you down or disappoint. If anything, he will give us above all that we could ask or think. He's going to answer prayer in a way that we never expected, and it's exciting to see. So let me encourage you that we need to do battle on our knees. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Christian Soldier Podcast. We'd love for you to reach out to us. You can email us at info at tbcclean.org. You can also uh, leave comments on our sermon audio page there. A couple people done that. Thank you for that. And uh, just let us know. Just shoot us an email. Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, just put a comment on there. Please let us know how the Lord is using this in your life. We'd love to hear from you. If you are in need of discipleship material or you just need some encouragement, please send us a message, and we would love to get that sent out to you. doesn't matter where it is in the world. We can get that to you. We would love to to hear from you and want to be a blessing to you. Well, until next week, we thank you for listening to the Christian Soldier Podcast, and we'll see you next time.